Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. Monty Larrick here. I'm speaking with Kelly Shackelford at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention near Dallas. Mr. Shackelford is the president and CEO of First Liberty Institute, the largest legal firm in the nation dedicated to protecting religious freedom for all Americans. There are a number of threats, Mr. Shackelford, against religious liberty in America, but uh, perhaps the most imminent threat right now is what the left calls the Equality Act. Explain to us just how catastrophic the Equality Act will be for America and religious freedom. Well, we've really never seen anything as extreme as the Equality Act. The Equality Act literally strips away the religious freedoms of every American under the Federal Religious Freedoms Restoration Act. I mean, it, there is a specific provision that specifically strips all religious freedom protection away from Americans in every area of life, in the workplace, in your housing, in a medical arena, in, you name it. It takes every area of life and says religious freedom cannot be used in those arenas. So it really subjugates religious freedom to some sort of second class status. And uh, you know, to help people understand what this means, it would mean, for instance, your church would not be able to hire based upon its biblical beliefs if it disagreed with the LGBT community's beliefs on those issues. So Newt Gingrich said they really ought to rename the act the uh, LGBT Supremacy Act because that's really what it is. It just elevates that issue above all other issues in every area of life and it says you cannot assert a religious freedom defense. So the religious freedom Restoration Act essentially goes out the window. Yeah, it eviscerates the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. And it's not like, that's not like a theory. I mean, the last, if you read the bill, it specifically says at the end, we are removing this as a defense or a claim that anybody can use. So it, it specifically takes the Religious Freedoms Restoration Act and empties it as to providing any protection for Americans. Well, the left says these exemptions are a right to discriminate. You beg to differ. Well, yeah. I mean, look, this is a big country. There's plenty of room for people. There's no reason for the government to force everybody to have the same beliefs. That's why we have religious freedom. That's why we have a First Amendment. That's why we have free speech. The idea is that every person has a right to believe. And you know what? We're going to have different beliefs. And people are going to be able to live at peace. That's why we founded this country. These people came here because they wanted a place where they could live, they could follow their own faith, and the government wouldn't tell them that they had to follow their faith. And so this is an attempt to really change that, and it's a direct attack on religious freedom. There's no doubt about it. We're so far removed from our founding. It's shocking. It is shocking. Again, at First Liberty Institute, if they do this, heaven forbid. I mean, it's already passed uh, through the, the House, and if it passes the Senate, then you know, the president would sign it, it become law. I'm hopeful that Americans will be able to stop this. So far, they've been able to keep it from getting out of the Senate. The filibuster is the main reason for that. But God forbid, if this were to happen, 
at First Liberty, we would be going into court and asserting the Constitution because this is a direct attack upon our Constitution and on the First Amendment. And even though they would have eviscerated the Religious Freedoms Restoration Act, which is a federal law, and we will say this violates the free exercise of religion for every American. So this is a Supreme Court case waiting to happen. Definitely. If they were to pass this, this is a direct assault on uh, the First Amendment and religious freedom, and we would be fighting with everything we had to make sure that uh, the Constitution won and not whatever the predilections are of current legislators. I'm not sure that churches and pastors understand what this means. I mean, they're silent on this. Are you alarmed by that? Well, you know, look, every pastor, every church, every religious organization should be speaking up and speaking up loudly. We've never seen an attack like this, a really a full frontal assault on churches, on religious organizations, on their right to who they can hire, on their right to what their doctrine can be, how they lead their church, whether they can have men's and women's bathrooms. I mean, this goes on and on and on. Whether, whether males can participate in girls' sports, there's no limit to where this goes because religious freedom is gone and therefore you have no religious freedom defense. So every religious organization should really rise up and speak up. Uh, this is a direct attack upon their freedoms. I find it hard to believe that there'll be so few safeguards, legal safeguards for churches, faith-based institutions, even for Christians in the workplace. Yeah, Christians in the workplace is already under assault. Uh, there's uh, some new Supreme Court decisions that create these new classes of protections, whether that's transgenderism, whether that's uh, LGBT. The Supreme Court redefined the word sex. It was from a, a statute that was passed in 1964 that said we don't discriminate on the basis of sex. Well, this decision, Bostock said, well, we're going to tell you what the new definition of sex is, and it includes transgender, it includes LGBT. So now every employer can be sued if they allegedly discriminated against somebody because they're transgender or because of any LGBT issue. Well, now you have the Equality Act on top of that, then you can't even have any religious freedom protection for religious organizations that are trying to follow their doctrine with regard to these issues. So. This is definitely an attack in the employment context, but it, it's an attack in really every context. What about Christians in the workplace? Could they use this to say, well, you can't be hired here because you're not on board with the LGBT agenda, or, well, I'm sorry, you can't get this promotion because uh, of your beliefs? Yeah, every Christian, of course, has religious freedom protection in the workplace. It's under uh, federal law and it's been there since 1964. But again, if LGBT were lifted up to be supreme and religious freedom defenses were all eviscerated, which is what this tries to do, then you wouldn't have any religious freedom protection in the workplace because when these issues arise, they win, religious freedom loses, religious freedom is erased. Now the High Court ruled unanimously in favor of Catholic foster care in Philadelphia. The Catholic foster care program decided to stand by its faith-based biblical beliefs. Are there implications here for the Equality Act and other religious freedom cases? Absolutely. The, the free exercise clause is obviously one of the most important reasons why we founded this country. Religious freedom, the free exercise of religion. It has been really 
lessened or neutered somewhat in the last 35 years because of a bad Supreme Court decision. But in light of the Fulton decision, which just came down from the Supreme Court nine to zero, and in light of where we see the court going, we think that the free exercise clause is coming back. And the timing could not be better. <laughs> uh, we've never needed the free exercise clause more than we need it right now. This nine to zero decision against Philadelphia that was trying to tell the, the Catholic foster placement and child placement uh, organization that they couldn't have beliefs that marriage was between a man and a woman. It's a very important decision because it's number one, it's an important issue, but number two, it was nine to zero. This shows the vibrancy of our Constitution and the First Amendment. Now they, they waited in that decision uh, till later, uh, so they did not decide whether to get rid of this bad old precedent. But uh, that's gonna be the big battle we're gonna see is, you know, you're gonna have these issues colliding, coming after the free exercise clause. Do they get rid of this old precedent that is so neutered religious freedom? Most of us think that there are enough justices ready to get rid of that precedent, but we're gonna have to wait and see in future decisions. So if the high court winds up ruling on the Equality Act, you're going to say, what about the Free Exercise Clause That's in right. court? Yeah, the Equality Act would be a direct attack on the free exercise of religion. We would certainly be in the Supreme Court arguing the Constitution is supreme in this land, not some federal statute that our congressman passed, and every American has the right to free exercise of religion. That would trump the Equality Act in our opinion, but we don't want to get in that decision or situation because we don't, you never know what will happen. And plus there are aspects of the Equality Act that would not be a religious freedom issue. Uh, for instance, when you define sex and to where male doesn't mean male and female doesn't mean female, that affects people in all kinds of situation even when there is no religious freedom issue there. Uh, whether it's your local public school that's trying to have a girls sports team. It might not be a religious liberty issue but it's still a really important issue for our country and if the government redefines sex and these things in that way, then every American's gonna suffer, uh, even if there's not a religious freedom aspect to it. I think that one part of the Equality Act that is kind of overlooked is the fact that it protects abortion and will advance abortion. Yeah, true, the Equality Act uh, actually is sort of a side benefit to uh, those who are pushing for the extreme uh, aspects uh, that they're pushing for in the Equality Act is it does advance actually uh, anti-life. It does advance the pro-choice position and allowing people to, to advocate for that. And it, it's really damaging to children. It really subjects children to all kinds of things uh, and really violates parental rights by interfering and getting in between. You got the government really overruling what happens with your children and what, what the meaning of sex is and, and whether there's male and female and all these issues instead of the rights of parents to direct the upbringing and education of their children. So it, it's bad in numerous ways and very harmful to children. The last thing we need is the government coming in and really hurting children at young ages uh, and creating a situation where they can't recover whether that's from uh, chemical activity under their body, whether that's from things that are put in their minds. Uh, these are things that parents should do with raising their children, but the Equality Act would change that. 
This is Illinois Family Spotlight. We'll continue our conversation with Kelly Shackelford from the First Liberty Institute after this. Listen, that's the sound of Illinois jobs being flushed away because of Governor Pritzker's liberal policies. While his billionaire friends have prospered, thousands of hardworking families have lost their jobs and been forced out of the state in record numbers. Pritzker's tax and regulate agenda has devastated our local businesses and slowed economic growth. It's time to fire J.B. Pritzker. It's time for bold, conservative leadership. Meet Darren Bailey, a rock-solid conservative and third-generation farmer who understands the struggles families face. In the state Senate, Bailey led the fight against Pritzker's unconstitutional orders that closed businesses and deprived us of our freedoms. As governor, Bailey will fight to lower taxes, attract new jobs, and get Illinois back on track. It's time to fire J.B. Pritzker, flush away his liberal policies, and put taxpayers first. It's time for Darren Bailey for governor. Paid for by Bailey for Illinois. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. Thanks for joining us. I'm here at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention with Mr. Kelly Shackelford with the First Liberty Institute based out of Plano, Texas. Wonderful ministry that you have, Mr. Shackelford. How can people help? and find out more information. Uh, easiest way is just go to First Liberty, spell it out, firstliberty.org. And I would highly encourage people to get on the insider's alert list because they're not gonna know what's happening. We had 311 cases last year alone, all attacks on religious freedom. Most people had no idea about most of these things. It helps because number one, people can pray for those people, whether it's Coach Kennedy who was fired for going to a knee, you know, whether it's the bakers in Oregon we represent who lost their, uh, their business. These are things, people need prayer. So number one is prayer. But number two is it'll educate people as to what their freedoms are. Because we're winning over 90% of these cases. That could help you, embolden you to know the freedoms you have. And then you can sort of be the Paul Revere or the Paul La Revere <laughs> and get the information out to your friends to know what the freedoms they have. And they can be bolder with their faith. So I would just really encourage people to go to firstliberty.org and get on the insider's alert and look at the cases, see the stuff that's going on. I think you'll be encouraged to know there are many believers across the country that are standing for their faith. And when they do, they win because our country was built on religious freedom. You mentioned cases involving the IRS. Tell us about it. Well, we're dealing with the IRS right now. They've come after a group by, uh, called Christians Engaged. This is a group that exists to encourage people to pray for their representatives, to be educated about the issues, and to actually vote biblically uh, on whatever issue that they're dealing with. The IRS, unbelievably, uh, not only did they do this, they put it in writing denied the tax-exempt status of Christians engaged because they said that they were organized around, quote, biblical values, and that, quote, biblical values were more closely aligned with the Republican Party, and that that meant that they uh, could not be approved as a nonprofit. Well, if that's true, every church, every religious organization that's organized around biblical values will now have its tax-exempt status revoked. This is an incredibly extreme opinion, which we are now appealing. Uh, if the appeal doesn't work, we will file a federal lawsuit, but 
This is a shocker because people realize how extreme this is, and they're wondering, is Lois Lerner back in the IRS? No. Well, is we know that uh, Obama weaponized the IRS against conservatives and people of faith. Is Joe Biden doing it too? Well, that's the question, right? Is Joe Biden reinserting a Lois Lerner approach where we're going to use the IRS as a, as a weapon against my political opponents, against Christians? I, you know, I can't imagine. If so, that's why we're litigators. We'll go into court and we will fix things and we will, in fact, create precedent that will protect more people from this type of thing in the future. But it is a really extreme case. It's one for concern. And I would encourage everybody to kind of keep on top of this, be watching this case. And hopefully by the end, it'll actually be a decision that'll actually embolden people because they'll say, look, the case says right here that we can be very strong about our biblical values. We can encourage people to vote. We can encourage them to vote according to those values. We can do all these things that we want churches, individuals, organizations doing. You got a victory in a valedictorian case. The first case was a young lady who had earned the right to be the valedictorian. And they said to her though, they, you know, they asked her, write out your speech, so we would like to see what you're gonna say. We don't want anything inappropriate. They came back to her and said that she had to remove her references to Jesus, to God and her faith. That that was quote, inappropriate for this audience. And uh, I just, you know, have to give it to her. Good for her, Elizabeth Turner, for as a young lady, respectfully standing her ground and saying, no, I, I'm not gonna censor Jesus Christ. And uh, by the end, uh, after we had gotten through representing her, she got up as the valedictorian. She said her valedictorian address. She mentioned Jesus Christ. She shared her faith and she talked about the most important things to her in life freely because we live in the United States of America and the First Amendment protects her right to do that. And what's wonderful about that is another young lady saw the controversy that happened to her and the same thing was happening to this young lady at another school as valedictorian where they had told her she couldn't mention God or Jesus. Because Elizabeth stood up, she saw that, knew she could call and get help, and she got up eventually after we had to deal with the legal situation, get this all cleared out with the school. She got up as her uh, graduation and gave her speech mentioning Jesus and her faith. So it's good to see examples of young people that are standing for their faith. And it's also good to be reminded that we live in a country with religious freedom where people can't be told by the government they can't talk about Jesus. How did that process begin for these young ladies? Did they just call First Liberty Institute? What's the first step? If you think you're involved in a religious freedom case, that your rights are being uh, trampled on, What's yeah. the first step with you guys? The first step is just call us or go to the website at firstliberty.org. Uh, there's a place where people can say, I need help or, you know, here's my case. Or they can call us. And uh, that's what Elizabeth did. She and her parents, they called and said, hey, we've got a situation. Can you help us? We know this is your expertise. And we're, you know, again, we're that, that rare thing, free attorneys. Uh, <laughs> so when uh, people's religious freedom are violated, and we have the highest win rate of any group, left wing, right wing, whatever, across the country. So we have all these great litigators who are believers. They're, they work in major law firms, the best law firms in the country. They're literally waiting on their turn to give their time. We put these dream teams together. Our attorneys on staff, who are all top of their law school class, along with these great litigators at these great law firms, 
And so it's really the body of Christ the way it's supposed to work, which is you've got these people with these gifts, giving their gifts for the body. The result of this is those attorneys are thrilled that they finally get to use their gifts directly for the kingdom. The person, like Elizabeth, gets the most powerful lawyers in the country as her legal team. The result is a victory, a precedent, that ends up protecting everybody in the body of Christ. So it really is the way things are supposed to work. But step one is just call us. You don't have to file a lawsuit, but you at least want to know what your rights are. What is the law? And then you can make your decisions about what the next steps are. I'd like to take about five more minutes with you, Mr. Shackelford. I'm concerned that with so many kids in the government school system where they're being brainwashed on LGBT issues and Marxism, no less, are you concerned about the direction of the country if parents continue to keep their kids in the government school system? One of the things I would say is parents need to be running those school districts. <laughs> they need to be running for school board. We're seeing a lot of this. Uh, very few votes win those seats. We've seen people from churches. I mean, not too far from where I'm standing right now, there was a community with a huge controversy over the curriculum they were bringing in. And the churches all got together and said, we're not gonna tell anybody who to vote for, but we're gonna encourage people for the first time to go vote in these local elections. The turnout was massive. The people they elected were all Christians, members of those churches. And I'm telling you that whole school district is now beginning to change in the curriculum and what they're teaching. So number one is people can get involved. They can make sure and be involved in their school district, make sure that they're not teaching things they shouldn't be teaching. We're seeing the reaction to a lot of this, the critical race theory, to a lot of the things that are happening. And parental rights are very important in controlling the education and upbringing of their children. These other schools, whether it's private Christian schools or other private schools or home church schools. schools or home schools, those freedoms are very important and people need to be living those out and exercising those. This is why things like the Equality Act are so important because they attack those things. They attack the religious freedoms to run those alternatives. And we've got to fight against that and make sure. But people need to be involved in that as well. But ultimately, it's, it's on us, right? I mean, instead of us sitting around and complaining about what's going on, we need to be involved. Our churches need to be involved. I mean, we should be, the churches should be impacting our communities. Should and be establishing Christian schools. Establishing Christian schools, telling people to run for office. If we don't have godly leaders in office, how do we expect godly leadership in our communities? So um, I think we can all do a lot better. And I think I'm seeing that. I'm seeing people start to do that. I'm seeing moms rise up. I'm seeing families rise up. I'm seeing people saying, I am not gonna sit back and let this happen in my community, to my kids, whatever the issue is, whether it's something with regard to curriculum, whether it's something with regard to your police. I mean, you know, uh, there's movements to pull the police from schools, you know, in these public schools, in places that are dangerous. So the parents have a lot of say over this and they have a lot of power. And again, it doesn't take very much even to run for office and win one of those positions. Speaking of running for office in 2024, there's Trump, maybe DeSantis, uh, Christy Nome, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo. I'm probably missing someone out there. Who would be best for religious freedom? I think there's a lot of great choices for religious freedom. Uh, you've got a lot of heroes there. Uh, I mean, look at Mike Pompeo, who you mentioned, who did, as Secretary of State, the most pro-religious freedom Secretary of State we've ever seen, and in in our, really in the history of our country. 
Uh, let's look at you know guys like Trump and what he did as president. It's, it's just unequaled. You know, you think of a Mike Pence and what he did for religious freedom, unequal. Ted Cruz. I mean, you just go through the list. And uh, I, I think one of the great things that happened in the last administration is really, not only did we have a huge move that's pro-religious freedom, including our Supreme Court justices, but you also started something where I think it's kind of any Republican who wants to run for office and have a shot they better be very pro-religious freedom. So I think that is a good thing too, uh, in that that momentum will carry forward and, and hopefully move us even better. Well, Kelly Shackelford, thank you so much. God bless you and your work. People need to come alongside. They need to find out more information. Tell us how they can do that. I, I just highly encourage you, go to firstliberty.org. And as you spell it out, firstliberty.org, and then make sure and go and sign up for the Insiders Update, which will put you in the Insiders list so you'll know what's happening around the country. Please do that. And thank you, folks, for tuning in. Please support the work of the Illinois Family Institute. Remember our October 29th banquet, the Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet with the Reverend Dr. Erwin Lutzer. We will not be silenced. Go to our website, IllinoisFamily.org. Click events for more information and tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.